Welcome to the Job Search Podcast with your host, John Rivero, where we will be interviewing leading industry experts to help you get the job that you want. Welcome to the Canadian Job Search Podcast. My name is John Rivero, your host, and my very special guest is Connell Valentine, who is also my partner at the Canadian Job Search Academy and the Canadian Job Search Podcast. And we do a lot of great work together in terms of really finding out relevant information to feed all of you so you can be successful in your job search. So today we are going to be talking about some of the things that we've been reading into, some of the things that we've been researching, and some of the things that we've been uncovering as we've been going through this pandemic. And what we want to do is really be a resource for all of you out there to make sure that you're getting the most relevant information for your, for your job search. So Connell, welcome to our live slash podcast call. I'm so excited to have you here. This is uh, this is really exciting. Yeah, good to be here, John. And yeah, being on Facebook Live is uh, certainly an exciting time to to share knowledge and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I know some people have already seen a couple of messages around your video. You're having some technical issues with your video, so we're just going to keep it to audio for you only. So you only have to look at my expressions, not Connell's expressions, but we'll dive into that. So Connell, um, yeah, so one of the questions that I keep seeing that keeps coming into our mailbox quite a bit is, you know, is now a good time to go look for work? And, you know, I'd love to get your opinion and then I can share mine as well. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, is now a good time to look for work? Well, it's always a good time to look for work, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. If so you need a job, it's good time to look for work. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. <laughs> right. So uh, the the only thing uh, in in our in the special circumstance that we are in right now is obviously this is not the best time to leave the job that you currently have and you know venture out and try and get a new one. Uh, I, my recommendation would be uh, at this point, if you've got a job that you're fairly happy with, you know, stick it out until things get at least fairly settled because it is uncertain times. Uh, there are a whole bunch of industries out there that are really suffering. They won't be hiring. Uh, and for the ones that are surviving, uh, they're being extra cautious. They're holding on to their, their wallets a lot tighter this time. Uh, there could be hiring freezes on things uh, while things get better. So, yeah. But at the same time, you also have industries that are booming, right? Mm. Uh, I just spoke to, I just coached one of my clients yesterday who just uh, did an interview as an IT operations manager with Amazon. Uh, so, you know, things are happening really well over there. Um, tech companies, uh, you know, being in technology, they're able to, uh, survive and thrive remotely because you know that's what they they do a lot and um, so you can you know go out into industries like the tech industry that's doing really well uh, supply chains doing really well so if you are looking for a job right now or you're choosing to to leave your current job for whatever reason the way to do it is to take a targeted approach um, to to these uh, to these companies and these kind of organizations yeah no absolutely and and what we're and i think you said it said you said it best you know we had a guest on our on this podcast just a few weeks ago and they were talking about how some industries are are booming so they're trying to hire you know people as quickly as they can and bring them onto their onto their into their organization so uh, it really depends on where you are and um it depends on you know the type of role that you can do 
but there's definitely opportunities out there. And the one thing I think people would make mistake in doing is just kind of stopping. And, and, and actually, and some of the people that I've been coaching over the last two weeks have been the same thing. You know, they, they kind of feel like, you know, there's nothing out there or there's no opportunity. But, you know, I, I coached somebody just two weeks ago and they just got into the city of Toronto. So there are opportunities out there. And it's just a matter of having some patience, some um, and, and being diligent with the work, right? Just having some patience, doing the work, being diligent, doing your follow-ups, that's key. So Connell, what are some of the tips or strategies that you would give people in this time as they're gonna go through, um, you know, they're applying for work? You know, what are some of the suggestions that you would provide these folks? So nothing would change too much from what I would, uh, from what I provide uh, as tips and strategies for, for anyone at any time. But I think there's one tip that stands out more than the others is, uh, is this, John. It's like, you know, if I, if I was to personally lose my job today, the first thing I would do is make a list of 10 to 15 companies. That's the first thing I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and those 10 to 15 companies find the potential hiring managers from them through LinkedIn. And, you know, don't wait for, uh, you know, a, a position to be opened up. Just uh, contact those managers directly through LinkedIn. Uh, the postal service still works, doesn't it? So <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it's a, it, it might be a little bit slow and there might be some delays, but yes, the, uh, Absolutely, the postal yeah. service still works. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I, I would contact them on LinkedIn if they're not responsive. I would just post them my resume. You know, their, their mailing address is no secret. Uh, you, you would know with a quick Google search where they are. But yeah, the key over here is, yeah, that research of 10 to 15 companies, select companies that you know are thriving, uh, not thriving, but are still surviving and thriving mm. uh, in, in this environment and uh, go after them. It's, um, there are some industries that are just absolutely booming and you may not see all the jobs that they have available online just yet. Uh, but the managers would certainly know about all those positions available. So that would be my first uh, an absolute most important suggestion to anyone. So, yeah. So let me just play this back. So the first thing, if you were to lose your job today and actually, you know, some, unfortunately some of our, some of our guests are in that situation and in that boat, one of the things that you would do is, you know, research 10 to 15 companies, maybe ones that are, you know, not airline related, cause that's a bad industry to get into right now. But um, it, they would be just kind of look at some organizations, some industries and, and start, you know, doing your research, going into LinkedIn, find out hiring managers. So the question that kind of comes up to me, and, and I guess this is just, you know, how do you do that? Like, you know, somebody who's not comfortable in reaching out to executive level or managerial type people inside of organizations. Uh, what would be some of your tips and suggestions on really how to make that approach approachable? So it's, it's, it's coincidental because I was just coaching someone yesterday. And when I told this person, you know, reach out to the, uh, to the VP and let them know you're interested in the job. And they reacted and said, whoa, I, I can't do that. Like, you know, how can I, how can I approach someone, uh, you know, who's so high up in the organization? And this is a person who just, you know, did a course on Canadian culture. And I went back to that and I said, was there any part of your course that talked about you know, how the, the culture in Canada and North America in general is, you know, more flat. There's a less hierarchical structure over here. And then he said, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I get it. There are people who are very concerned about 
you know, reaching out to senior management uh, w w when they're looking for something because they think that they're so high and mighty that they can't touch them. But the reality is you can by all means reach out to people directly on LinkedIn. And, you know, obviously it can't be something where you just say, hey, I'm looking for a job. Can you help me out? I would <laughs> yeah. recommend, you know, the, the first thing you would do is do a little bit of research on the company and uh, find out anything that's been going on in the media from their website and use that to personalize the connection request with them. You know, and we, we have a whole methodology on how we do cover letters. So if you are choosing to post your resume and cover letter to them directly, uh, you've got to make sure that it is as personalized as possible. Yeah, and that's key, right? So, you know, there's uh, one of our, my past podcast guests, she, you know, one of the things that she kind of speaks to is don't be a default and don't use the defaults when you're connecting and reaching out to people because the one thing that happens is you don't stand out, right? And when you personalize, and I, and I like that you, how you said that, Connell, when you start to personalize, that's when you really start making those connections with individuals, especially people that you've never met, people that you don't you know, necessarily have a relationship with, and maybe you're coming off cold, right? And you want to make yep. sure that you know, by customizing your message, and you know, one of the things that we teach and that we coach on is you know, really find some information around that person to personalize that message. So it means going through their profile, getting a sense of who they are before you start connecting with them. So I like how you really said that. So Connell, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is there anything else that you'd add to that? Just more on the, the benefits of, you know, reaching out to someone who's higher up. Even if you're browsing LinkedIn, you may not find someone who you think is the manager, but, uh, you know, you might find the, the senior manager, like the VP or the CEO mm -hmm. or the president. Um, the, the good thing is that, you know, you could, there are two reasons why it's, easier in fact to get some get to get a response by reaching out to these folks the first reason is that if you do manage to impress them they will actually may, they may not they will not be directly responsible for the hiring process for the kind of position that you're looking for mm -hmm. but they will by all means forward and delegate your request if you impress them to someone and then all of a sudden that person who you, you know received the message would take it a lot more seriously because they got a message from the boss so yeah. that's one of the benefits of reaching out to someone on the top. And, and the second reason on how it's more easier to personalize your message to someone at the top, because if you look through their LinkedIn profile, people who are more senior, they generally tend to be, you know, more, they volunteer a lot more with the community. So you will see probably something in their profile that says they are a board of director member for so-and-so organization. And you know, you, you can even use that in your connection request with them if you can genuinely connect with, you know, what they, the organization that they're, they're a part of, find some news about that and, you know, use that in your messaging as well. That touches the heart a lot more when you reference something that they volunteer for. So yeah. that's just a tip on how easy it is to personalize your, your communication with them. Yeah, you, you don't necessarily have to go crazy and trying to reinvent the book and you don't have to spend hours and hours. And this is one of the things I know we both teach is, is really around getting focused on what it is you're looking for so you know how to use that as and leverage it as part of conversation. So um, it's great. No, thank you. That's two great tips. So reaching out to senior executives and, and so and, and here's the thing that comes up quite a bit is, you know, so what happens when they don't get a response? Do you have any suggestions Follow for up. that? Because, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> I know it sounds so obvious and it sounds so straightforward, but yeah, no, you're bang on follow up one word, follow up. You know what? A lot more things happen when you follow up and it's not necessarily pestering. You got to make sure that you find the right balance of follow up, but um, the follow up is key, right? Cause that's, what's going to make you successful. And that's the things that are going to make you stand out from the one person that just sends one email. And if you send two or three, and you finally get that response, it's going to make a huge difference in your job search. So great. Absolutely. So, yeah. Sorry, is there something else you wanted to add to that, Connell? No, uh, you, you, you mentioned it correctly, like, you know, the, the, the importance of following up. And, uh, and, and it surprises me to know how many people just don't do that. They, they send a message out, and they don't get a response. And the default assumption they make is that, okay, this person doesn't want to help me. Well, no, they, they, there could be, well, there's two things that could be happening. One, the person at the other end genuinely just forgot or was just too mm-hmm. busy at that point in time. And when you send a follow-up message, two things may happen. Either the person remembers, oh, yeah, this person messaged me, let me reply back. Or, you know, the person maybe genuine actually ignored you the first time because you were a total stranger. But the second time, they told themselves, okay, this person is really interested in speaking to me. Let me respond. Right. So yeah, follow up. Yeah. <laughs> follow up. Yeah. No, it's, I know it's so simple, but yeah, you know what? And, and it's usually the simple things, right? And I just want to highlight this and this kind of leads into the next one, right? When you find what you're doing, exciting and thrilling and you know what? Yes. Job search may not necessarily be that for you, but not having a job is definitely not exciting and thrilling. So <laughs> the reverse of, you know, the reverse of doing the work is actually something showing up for you. That's positive. So Connell, you know, yeah. so what are one or two things that you would suggest for people to stay positive during their job search right now? Because I know in the people that I've been coaching and the people that, you know, both of us, we've been coaching, um, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that come up is, you know, how do I stay motivated? How do I stay, you know, positive as I go through this, you know, so do you have any suggestions in, in that area? Yeah. A couple of suggestions I can think of. And, you know, like you said, <laughs> Job searching is as fun as going to the dentist, right? Um, but, you know, you can make it and motivate yourself depending on the kind of goals that you set. Now, by default, what most people do is the, the goal that they set is applying for as many jobs as they can per day. And they come back and say, well, you know, I applied for 30 jobs a day. And they tell themselves they're being productive. But when they don't get any responses from those, those you know, those 30 connections, they, they feel disheartened. Right. So, yeah. so what I, I always recommend is rather than setting a goal where you're trying to apply for as many jobs per day as online as possible, let, let it be about the number of you know, connections that you're making online with the people who have the authority to hire you. you know, and my target would be 25 based on research that I've, I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and what that says is that you know, if, you, if, you reach, if you reach 25 meaningful connections, of people who have the authority to hire you, by the time you reach number 25, you've got your next job. Now that, that's, that's what research has, has shown based on you know, thousands of people who were surveyed on this. Uh, and that's how you stay motivated. Like, uh, you know, in addition to doing your online job applications, which is important, um, you reach out to people directly. And you know, what I found is that when, when people actually respond to you, they may not respond to you with a job offer, of course, but any kind of response that you get, you know, sort of boosts your motivation that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no, yeah, it, I, goes, it goes back to reaching out to people. Yeah. No, and, and you talk about, and actually I want to clarify, 
fire this for those that are listening. And I know we've got a few people that are listening in right now. Uh, what does that mean? So what is, what is meaningful connections? What is, you know, what does it mean to have a meaningful connection? A meaningful connection is someone who is actually responding to you and just, and just not ghosting you completely. Like you're actually mm. having a back and forth conversation. You ask them a question, they respond. You share a bit of content with them, they respond. So in this way, you know you're getting attention of, of uh, uh, you know, so, uh, someone. And then eventually, uh, you know, and this is where it's a good thing. If, if you want to have a conversation with somebody, once you've provided enough value and you actually pitch that request in the right mm. way, you know, making sure that, you know, we, we talk a whole lot about, uh, you know, how, how you send a, a, a pitch to someone to get them on the phone. And it's times like this, you know, when we're living in the world of Skype and Zoom, that you're probably going to get a high response rate for someone who's just going to say, yeah, sure, let's talk on Skype. But, yeah. you know, and you, you can get that 20-minute conversation going. And no matter what, no matter where you are in your job search, you come out of a 20-minute conversation with someone who, who has the authority to hire you, especially someone who's a VP or, you know, is in a position where they can hire you at some point in the future, you're going to feel a lot better about yourself. Yeah. Well, and they definitely have the power to refer you and recommend you to other people too, right? So building yeah. those meaningful connections really not only helps you build your, your direct network, but it's also expanding you into other people's network. And they say on average, people know what, 500 people? So just imagine you connect with one or two people, that's like a thousand people that you're essentially opening, opening up for yourself to. So yeah. definitely be careful with, making sure that you build meaningful connections. And, and actually, I, and I like how you talked about that because that's really important. I think it's one thing that people forget that it is about creating meaningful connections. As I've seen recently, I don't know if you've seen an explosion of it too, where people are asking me, hey, I applied for this role or you know, can you give me a job? Like I'm, I'm still, like that's starting to come back up again. I guess people are feeling a sense of desperation or there's a sense of, you know, just, you know, let's just hit everybody and hopefully somebody bites, you know, and that might work. You know, you might do a thousand of those emails and somebody responds with, sure, I'll give you an opportunity. But, you know, on the average, it doesn't really work like that. So thank you. That was, uh, that was great. Um, so quick question for you. And I know you've done some research around this too. So if companies change the way they interview people, well, yeah, they kind of had to, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, because no one's uh, going into an office anymore, right? Exactly, yeah. And uh, so uh, the good news is that, you know, they're, they're using something that, that's always been the case. You know, we're trending towards more and more people doing Skype interviews. Um, but now it's uh, the, the Skype or the Zoom interview is, is now the norm. Uh, and that is actually good news for uh, a lot of candidates. Mm-hmm. So why, why is that? Why? Yeah, no, I was just going to ask you, why is that good news? So there are a lot of benefits to doing a, an interview online. Um, I think one of the biggest benefits, a couple of the biggest benefits are number one, you're definitely going to be on time. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, there should be no reason for delays unless it's technical like we had. Uh, yeah. But uh, so anyway, so sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So unless it's technical, but even if it's technical, I mean, uh, you know, one of the, the technical issues can actually work in your favor, right? Mm -hmm. So you're obviously going to prep yourself and make sure that, you know, all your technical needs are sorted out before the call. Um, and you definitely have to do that. Make sure your Skype connect, internet connection is fine. Reboot your modem, you know, the, the regular tech stuff that you got to do. Um, but, you know, you, you start off the interview by saying, 
you know, if, if there are technical issues, is there a number or an email address I can contact you on after that? Just mm -hmm. the fact that you can just, you know, say that statement goes a long way because it shows how professional you are. It shows how proactive you can be. It shows that by default, you're, you, you know, you've got risk management as a skill set. So, you know, things like this work in, in, in your favor. Another benefit of doing an online interview is that you can cheat. Cheat? What do you mean, I wanna, cheat? <laughs> I want to so hear your explanation on this one. Yeah. So, you know, we, we talked about how, you know, stories and preparing yourself for all your accomplishments is important. Mm -hmm. Well, the good news is, is that you can put those up on sticky notes behind the camera, you know, stick it up on your monitor and whatever. And, you know, you, you, you'd be a lot more confident knowing that you got that as a backup. And obviously, the, the only caution you have to take is that you're not staring at post-it notes all over the wall and not looking directly at <laughs> the camera. But still, you know, if you, can, if you can practice and do it well, you can just occasionally glance towards it. And yeah, you don't have to worry about remembering all those great accomplishments that you wanted to say during the interview. You can, you can be rest assured that they're there for you. And uh, that'll help boost your confidence during the interview as well. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. And you know what? That's great tips. And actually, so we're going to let something out of the bag just for those that are listening. We are going to be doing a special webinar on April the 25th, where we're going to talk about how to interview, uh, how to prepare yourself for an online interview. So yeah, no, it's great. And I, I don't want to reveal too much there, but uh, you kind of touched on some of the things that we're going to be covering in that webinar. So I'm excited for that. You know, that's going to be great. Um, okay, good. So what kind of, what are the key traits that are getting people hired in this market? So what are some of the things, and I know you've done quite a bit of research on this. What are some of the key things that the, the market's looking for in terms of traits and qualities and skills uh, for today's marketplace? So I don't think anything, I've always uh, mentioned that, you know, when it comes to hiring, the, the order is personality, experience, and then qualification. Mm -hmm. right? that's, that's the order I've, I've always uh, recommended. And, you know, personality always comes first. So if you're talking about, you know, your soft skills, they're, they're looking for communication skills. That's, that's always been the case, right? And, um, yeah, it, this is probably one of the best ways in which you can get yourself out there. Now, during this time when you're at home and you've got more time to yourself, a lot of people are trying to, you know, think of activities that they can do. Uh, you know, you can start a video log blog sorry of yourself what they call vlogs or you know just mm. do a, a youtube video of yourself talking about how you um you know a, a quick tell me about yourself right and put it up on youtube and you could use that and and send it out to to your connections so you know that's one way you can actually showcase your communication skills even before the interview yeah right and that'll you know give you an edge um the other skill sets you know that they're looking for is it's pretty much tied back into the job description that you're going after, right? So you'd want to look at the job description and make sure that the, the skills that they're asking for at the top of the job description is the ones that matter the most to them. So make sure that you prepare yourself for that interview based on those top skills, because that's most likely what they're going to be asking about. All right. Yeah, no, and that's really important. And I know even in some of the, the previous podcast interviews I've done with other folks, they, uh, they talked about, you know, the stuff that you just mentioned, but also highlighting that there is a big emphasis on people who can show that they can work independently and work remotely. And so this is a question for you, Connell. So do you think there's going to be a lot more remote workers 
after like you know after this pandemic kind of you know as they say flattens out or dies down you know what are some of your thoughts around that yeah so based on a lot of material that i've been reading this has certainly been you know a topic that's been a buzzing in the job search world right <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it seems that a lot of people believe that management are going to change the way they work they they're going to realize that well hey you know, we still can conduct business, um, you know, while people are away. So why do we got to pay all this rent? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, um, but it's, a, it's still a theory at this stage. So we, we don't know. Um, we can only find out a, a once, you know, things get lifted and we come back into the offices and, and you know, reality sets in. And uh, yeah, but definitely, I think if, if it does, you know, come to pass that this is, this is the way people prefer working right now. And definitely, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, um, the ability to work on your own and independently from others is, is going to play a, a big role. Yeah. And, and on that note, I think um, one of the ways you can exhibit that during the interview is, uh, it goes back to what we're going to be talking about, right? It's when you do the online Skype interview, they're going to see how, how well you adjust to an online environment. Um, you obviously got to come dressed for that interview as if you were coming <laughs> to a live interview. So... If you're going to wear a blazer and a tie, make sure you're wearing a blazer and a tie yeah. uh, at the interview, right? So these are the kind of areas that they're going to be, they're going to be looking at. Yeah. Well, I, I guess working from home doesn't mean you work in your pajamas and, you know, an old, you know, wrestled t-shirt. You got to dress the part. You got to look professional. You got to make that impression, right? And if yeah. you don't, you only have that one moment, that one chance to really make that impression on other people. So you do it, like do what you need to do. And then once you settle in and you get into your day to day, you know, things might be a little bit different, but you know, from the onset, you got to be showing that you're willing to take the the steps necessary to stand out from everybody else. Right. And you know, don't Absolutely. get me wrong, you know, working remotely, it's so easy to work in your pajamas in your t-shirts, you know, today's the first day in, in weeks. I've actually put on a collared shirt. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I feel so, feel so kind of weird. You know, like I know this is a, an everyday thing outside of the home, but now that I've been home for six weeks, it's like, hmm, wow. Okay, cool. So <laughs> is there any other, any other tips or suggestions that you would give, you know, some of the listeners that are tuned in right now to, um, you know, what else would you recommend? What else would you suggest for them to, to, to do now, like in this moment while we're going through this pandemic? Yeah. So a lot of people have said that they've got uh, way more time on their hands. So mm-hmm. by all means, use that time effectively. Um, someone I coached just yesterday, he, he loves the fact that, you know, you, you can actually make your own website as an example, right? So don't just limit yourself to your LinkedIn profile. Uh, he was very seriously considering creating his own website to showcase his the projects that he's done, uh, to do a video about himself, uh, to really stand out from uh, from the rest of the from the rest of his competition. And um, you know, this is also a great time to up your skills, right? So if you've got a, a technical skill or, or a gap that you've noticed, now is a great time to um, to take on some courses like Udemy. Uh, is an online resource where you could do a lot of um, self-study courses out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's definitely things that you can add on to your skill set. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, and, and, you know, now is, you know, it's unprecedented, right? Like 
for those that are not working right now and those that are in the process of looking for work, now is a great time to really brush up on your skills. And yes, you know what? It's unfortunate that there's no jobs right now or there might not be for, you know, a couple of weeks, depending on what happening, what's happening with various organizations. But now is the time to really prepare, right? You know, brush up on your you know, like Connell said, to brush up on your technical courses, brush up on maybe some others, other courses are going to help you with your job, right? And I know one that's of the a, things that I, sorry, go ahead. No, that, that's absolutely right. And uh, no, you, you're going to say something else? No, I was just going to say, so, you know, one of the things I'm always professing, and you know, this is Toastmasters, you know, if you want to work on your communications and your leadership skills outside of your day-to-day or something, a lot of people that I hear, you know, a lot of people that I speak to say, you know, the one thing I wish I could do better was communicate more effectively. So today, you know, what I tell people is sign up for Toastmaster clubs and what Toastmasters has done in, in various cases is they've taken their club meetings online, which means you can join any club meeting from the comfort of your home and still practice your communication and still practice your leadership skills just in a different format. And you're doing it in a way that's going to help you with your job. Because, you know, if we do, you know, if organizations decide to do this work from home model, you're already ahead of the curve because you're picking up the skills that are necessary that they're going to be looking for in future candidates. Because if you can show that you can do this, you know, you can do anything, which is, you know, part of the thing that I find amazing at this moment, right? So it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely a great time to to pick up on, you know, things like that. And you talked about Udemy, but we also have an online course that's on demand and available at any time if you want to go through and start preparing for the job search as well. So yeah, there's lots of opportunities out there. There's lots of things, there's resources. And we talked you talked about, you know, creating your own website, doing your own videos, you know, a lot of that stuff doesn't have to cost you anything. Like there's available resources today online that you could use for all of that stuff. So this is definitely a great opportunity for that. So Connell, as we, sir, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, and you you touched on that point as well of uh, how people are effectively using our online courses and things like that. Yesterday, the person I coached was really happy with, you know, the the depth of our course on the LinkedIn profile. Uh, He's not seen, like he's attended some free courses here in Canada. and the one point that he highlighted was, you know, the, the depth that we go through in our LinkedIn course, like he's not seen that anywhere else. And, you know, if, if you're home right now and you've got that free time, now's also a good time to, to spruce up your LinkedIn profile because that is how recruiters are searching, uh, you know, for potential hires. Mm. So yeah, definitely brush up on your, your online profile as well uh, is something I would, I would recommend. And, since you're on LinkedIn itself, it's, it's a good opportunity to start to grow your network online, you know, by making those meaningful connections that we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. You're at home. Yeah. No. And I, and I liked how you talked about that. There is a question I do want to ask, and it's more around the best effective way to apply for a job online. So, and I know you kind of touched on this at the beginning, but could you give maybe one or two suggestions on the most effective way to apply to you know, whether it's LinkedIn, a company's website, or through some sort of online portal, or, or even through a recruitment agency, what would be one or two suggestions? What would be the most effective way to do that? Yes, I would say all of the above. <laughs> all of the above, um, just do it. <laughs> but yeah, have a so strategy, but have a strategy. And I know this I, is one of the things strategy. you talk about. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so once you find a job online, that's just the beginning, right? So I think the most 
one of the most effective tools that you can use is, is JobScan to make sure that you're getting through the bots mm. that's filtering your, uh, your resume. Um, but then I think the, the next most important thing that you need to do when you apply for a job online is making that direct connection and reaching out to either the recruiter or the hiring manager directly. Like don't rely on you know, the, the technology to do it for you um, because there's a whole bunch of technology that you got to rely on to actually bring up your resume on the screen of the, the hiring manager and the executive. Mm. And not just the technology, you also got to rely on the human being at the other end to actually be clicking the right buttons uh, to, and notice your application. Like there could be a, a possibility that there's a, a junior recruiter that you know, may not be as experienced and may pass over your, your application for whatever reason. Uh, it, your, your application could just get lost in you know, the, the masses of people applying for jobs right now. So you know, don't leave it up to fate. Uh, take control and, and yeah. reach out to the hiring executives directly. That, that's the way you can be sure that you're doing everything you can to, uh, to get that interview. Yeah. And actually, so I just want to recap because I know you've got, you had some really good nuggets, but the one big nugget that I took away from myself was using a tool like jobscan.co um, is a great tool to, to validate whether or not you're putting the right information in your resume and even into your LinkedIn profile because they have the feature now where you can also scan a LinkedIn to see if it's matching with some of the jobs that you're applying for. So yeah, no, thank you for that. That's a great tip, Connell. I know it's, um, really valuable for those that are listening in. So uh, yeah. is there, as we start to wind down and start to wrap up, are there, you know, two or two, two one or two things that uh, you would recommend for people to do once they've gone through the process? So, you know, if you're fortunate enough to get an interview today and not to say that it's impossible, it is possible. There are still opportunities out there, but are, are, what would be one or two things you would do after somebody has gone through the interview? And I know you have a lot of success at this because you kind of nailed this down in terms of a strategy on what to do right after the interview process. I'd love for you to share one or two points with our audience members on that. Yeah. So you mean to say that after you've actually done the Skype interview with yeah. someone, what happens after that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what are yeah, some of the goes, things that you'd recommend? Back to that valuable word, follow up. Right? So, um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm sensing a theme up. with I'm sensing a theme with this call. You know, connect directly, follow up, do your work. Um, yeah, no. So sorry, go ahead, follow up. So, but what specifically around follow up? So just you know, yeah. we could give you know our members listening right now some really valuable insights. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? The the one thing that you will learn after in the interview that you didn't know before, assuming that you asked the right questions. Mm -hmm. is that you will be exposed to things that the, the hiring manager could not expose in the job description. You know, so ask questions around, because you've got to remember, job descriptions are public information. They don't want to air their dirty laundry in public, as they say, right? <laughs> uh, but there's no doubt the position that you're interviewing for is actually solving some problems that the hiring manager has, else the position wouldn't exist. Um, not to mention, there are some specific objectives, quantifiable objectives that the hiring manager has for their team. So you want to be able to ask all those questions during the interview. And, and once you're done, hopefully you've been able to prepare and you know, answer those effectively. And when you do follow up after the interview and you've hopefully taken down the, the notes during the interview, you want to bring those up in the follow-up note as well. You know, just not just saying, you know, it was a great interview. Thank you. Uh, you know, I hope to hear from you soon. Mention some nuggets, some important 
information that you got from the, the job interview. You know, use your own perception to kind of pick out when the hiring manager was speaking about something they were passionate about and then use that in your follow-up note. I know we mm. spoke about, you know, how this is important to you. Rest assured that my skill and experience in this because of what I did, uh, so-and-so is, is, is what I'm looking forward to bring to your organization. Mm. Yeah, and actually, I, I know of a personal success story. One of our past clients, that's exactly what they did. They had very poignant uh, follow-up notes and when they replied back actually they they sent a a, a card they a handwritten note on a card uh, that they sent back to their employers and they say that that is one of the reasons they actually got the job was because they did that handwritten note and it actually came up in a follow-up interview that they ended up doing um, with the organization because their process you know and depending on the organization that you're applying to you might have to go in you know, two or three times for an interview to meet various people within the organization. And she said yeah. when she got to the second level, the second level interview, the note was one of the factors that made her stand out. So there's definitely, you know, follow-up is key, but having a customized way of doing it. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with the post, right? Like, you know, mailboxes are still open. People are still picking up mail and sending mail. Uh, it might take a little bit longer now, but it's still happening. So within a week or two, your card or whatever will get back to that hiring hiring manager, the recruiter, whoever's in the room with you. So personalizing your interaction is key. All right, Absolutely, so Carlos. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. So as we get into the last minute of our call, is there anything that you'd like to share with uh, our audience members? Well, you know, I, I think uh, I speak for everyone to say that, you know, this, these, are, these are tough times. Uh, and we know that there are a lot of jobs that are, you know, people are losing a lot of jobs. There, there's no doubt about it. And uh, we, you know, both me and you, we talked about this. We, we have to we're on a mission basically to put as much content as out there as possible. And this mm -hmm. Facebook live event is just one example, right? We, we've got a whole ton of, stuff, of things coming up. We definitely want to give back and help people out as much as we can by putting a lot of content more than we have before for sure. Uh, so yeah, that's to anyone who's listening, just uh, stay tuned and uh, we're always there for you. Yeah. Yeah. And we do have something coming up on April the 25th. Uh, we are going to be hosting a webinar where we're going to be sharing some strategies and tips on how to get through an interview today on video. And I think it's one of the things that keeps showing up for us in terms of inquiries and questions that we get from people. But really, we want to help you show up at your best, and, you know, whether you're at home, wherever you are, so you can be your best in the interview. So we're going to be doing that. And I'll be sharing a link for those that might be interested in registering for that event. Uh, we'd love to have you guys. There's, you know, for that event, there's no charge, but definitely you're going to get some really rich resources. And there's going to be a couple of surprises in there as well, a couple of giveaways uh, for those that are in attendance. So I'm really excited about this. And, uh, you know, this is one of the things that kind of light me up. And like you said, Connell, this is really around us giving back and, and really helping out this community. You know, and both of us were, were in, well, I was born in Canada, but my parents were immigrants and you're an immigrant to Canada. And this is our way of giving back to other people who are going through that process today. So, so happy I, I had the opportunity to, to finally sit down with you, corner you down, as they say, because, you know, you've got a lot of stuff on your plate right now. But I just wanted to thank you for your time. And um, yeah, no, thank you, Connell. Thank you for, for coming on and sharing some of your insights and tips with the people that are listening in. Always a pleasure, John. 
All right, everybody. So that is it for this uh, live session. We are going to wrap up. I'm hoping that I can be back next week, but I just wanted to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And this will be reposted as a podcast, I believe, going out next week. So these uh, these things, these tips will not be going away. In the field. And if you want to listen to other tips and insights that we have, you know, Connell's constantly updating our blog and I'm constantly updating our podcast section. So I will include a link so you can get access to that, but also just great information there. So thank you for tuning in and for listening. And I want to wish you guys a wonderful, wonderful day. Take care, everybody. Ciao.